Hello, everyone. This is Bill Apter, and I just finished taping an episode of Count It Out with Mike and Tyler, or Tyler and Mike. They're brilliant hosts. You've got to listen. You've got to see. Count it out. Yeah, I endorse it. They've got the After Chat seal of approval. Hey, everybody. Carrie Silken, Ring of Honor Ambassador. And I'm on here with Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. Check us out. Well, we are live, pals, and welcome to another edition of the Bill After Seal of Approved Counted Out with Mike and Tyler. My name is Tyler, and as always, I am joined by the one and only Mike. Mike, how the hell are you, man? Not only are we Bill After Approved, we're Rob Arbic Approved because I got this beautiful glass. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. That uh, our good buddy Rob, uh, best listener we've got. Uh, gave me gave me this when we saw him uh, just this past weekend. That's right. We're at Barry Wrestling, and and Mike, just for uh, record, it is Rob Arabic. Okay, he was very clear it to me. Not. He was very clear. That he, he was very oh clear to me that I always say his name right and never once have said it wrong. <laughs> Pretty, you misunderstood that entire um, conversation, yes, which is I, great to know you. Which is great to know you don't only do that to me. I was clearly making a bit of a joke there. We got to send big love to Rob making the trip all the way down. It was great to meet him. We appreciate the gifts uh, you got us. Um, great to see Rob, man. Fantastic stuff. Coming off a hot show at Barry Wrestling, as always. Thank you very much, Sean Gibson, the rest of the Barry Wrestling crew. Want to give a special shout out to Kirk and Stephanie Warmack. We had a great chat Absolutely. with them. Definitely uh, going to be working to bringing them on the show soon. I can't wait. Kirk Warmack, the best jacket in the business with that British Bulldog jacket for sure. <laughs> right. And uh, of course, well, the Big Ben. Big Ben also um, uh, great chatting with him. A couple guys I just really love chatting with at those Barry shows. Yeah. Um, two really quick things I want to talk about uh, about the Barry show, and then we can move on. Um, I'm not going to talk about the actual um, event too much because I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that we're going to see these on IWTV sooner than later. So I don't want to spoil too much of it for people. Um, what I do want to talk about is two things. One thing, we saw something at the show this weekend that I, it warms my heart. I had to talk about it with Rob, actually. I love seeing this shit. Do you notice how many workers, how many wrestlers you saw at that show that were not on the card? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean, we saw, we saw, we saw Kirk, uh, our good friend, Kirk Warback. I, I, I can call him our good friend, Kirk Warback. Now he, we spent a lot of time with him at the show. Our good friend, Kirk Warback and his beautiful wife, Stephanie, not only they, they didn't even go backstage. They're part of that roster. They sat in the crowd with, with the rest of the fans and watched the show like fans. I fucking loved that. Um, you and I got excited at the top of the show because we saw Rip Impact, mm -hmm. uh, a, a, an indie favorite of both you and I. He did not make one single appearance on the show. He was there because he loves the fucking company. He loves indie wrestling. He loves Ontario wrestling. And he loves the boys. He, was just, he wasn't working that day, so he was just there. Um, Mark Wheeler did have a small thing to do at the very end of the show, but he spent the whole show there in the back doing his yeah. thing. Same with Green um, as well. Um, Green. John, John Greed as well, uh, 
who who kind of gave us this word. He came out during intermission and uh, told us you made us think he was retiring, and then Wolf of Wall Streeted us. He Mark Henry um, us. Yeah. Uh, well, with it, without the heel turn <laughs> and the salmon jacket, and the salmon jacket, John Green, John Green in a salmon jacket is money to me. I, I just take that. my money now. <laughs> but I, I, I just, I, I got to tell you, man, I love seeing even Anton. A, yes, Anton did a small segment with with uh, Ben building up for a story, but he didn't wrestle. Same as the last show, he didn't wrestle, but he's there. And it's not like he came in, did a segment and fucked off. He was there for the whole show. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I love seeing that. I love seeing that. I, Good on you boys. Um, you, you're the reason I love going to these shows. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not just saying this because we do some work with Barry wrestling and we have a great relationship with them, but uh, they really do something special there. And it, it's a very family oriented atmosphere and, and the fans are fantastic. We even had one of their fans bring a counted out sign, which was fantastic on the show. Man, I have been bragging about that for days. Uh, man, there's something special about that. I don't care if you're six years old, or if you're 46 years old, you come to the show with my show written on the, my name written on your sign i i never thought i would see that in my life and even though it was a very wrestling show i don't care it's not you know it's not i don't need to be at wrestlemania with a guy with my with my name and a sign having a very wrestling i might as well be at wrestlemania uh, it that's my, how it felt to me it warmed day. my heart i loved it it's very cool another another thing i want to talk about really quick i want to give a shout out to a guy named young jay lee Mm. Uh, a, a, a wrestler you and I have been getting to know a little bit more and more. Um, we, we met him on his Barry Wrestling debut. He, uh, uh, back in September, he showed up with Puff, with Puff. And because Puff was sitting at our table, he kind of joined and, and hung out and shit. So, so we got to know him from day one. And, man, we watch him every single show that, that he, he's been showing up to every show since then. And while he, I think he's like 0 and 5 or 0 and 6 at this point, it doesn't matter. Every show he's on, every match he has is just a little bit better than the last. Oh, and yeah. Sean, and Sean obviously has faith in him because look what he's he, he's been putting him up against the likes of Lionel Knight and, and Jody Threat, you know. So we just seen him at this past uh, weekend show against Tarek. Mm-hmm. Uh, if guys, if you haven't seen Tarek fight, uh, wrestle, make make a point of seeing Derek wrestle. This is one of the most hard-hitting matches I have seen probably since 2019, Josh Alexander versus Holden Albright. And that's fucking saying something. Um, Derek chopped Jay Lee so hard in the chest that his chest busted open. And yeah. Broke. It was, it was brutal. Um, but Jay Lee, man, there's, there's something special about this kid. Um, I'm seeing something really big. And I think maybe Tarek did him a favor. I think T- Tarek, uh, by giving him such a hard-hitting match, maybe toughened them up a little bit because uh, I unfortunately forget which promotion it is. But uh, Young Jay Lee's going to be facing Josh Alexander in a couple of weeks. So Absolutely. he's going to need to have some fucking tough skin. No, that's newly signed with Impact Wrestling, Josh Alexander as well. Yes, sir. But that's another story for another day. Uh, let's talk about friend of the show, Carrie Silken, getting honored, joining the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame with the Legacy Award. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Love Carrie. Hoping we can get him back on the show soon. Congratulations to Carrie. 
makes me happy, man. Uh, nobody deserves to be the first man in that spot more than Carrie, other than maybe Gabe, maybe. Yeah, but uh, Carrie, can't, without can't, without Carrie, there's no Gabe. You couldn't have said it better, uh, uh, you know. So, uh, congratulations, Carrie. We can't wait to have you back in the show. We we miss you. We we uh, we love you. Uh, thank you for your support of Canada Out, and we will always support you in Ring of Honor. Speaking of Ring of Honor, uh, let's jump right into the probably biggest news of the week or month or possibly even the year so far. Um, it's official. Tony Khan has purchased Ring of Honor and yep. all its glory, uh, everything, um, the company, the, the rights, the tape library, you name it, it is. Um, so it's been five days since the sale. I believe he announced the sale on Wednesday. Here we are on Monday. I've had five days to really process it. And my, my thought process is a lot different than it was five, five days ago. You were I, not I happy five days that. ago. No, I, I really wasn't. And it wasn't about Tony Khan. It wasn't. It, it, it wasn't, I don't want Tony, Tony Khan to have this. I didn't want somebody who already had a company to have it. I didn't want a WWE buying WCW situation. I just, that, and that's what I was afraid of. Within five days, I, I feel like that's not what we're getting. Um, I, I have enough faith that, that that's not what we're getting. The boys within Ring of Honor seem to be comfortable with it. Carrie seems to be comfortable with it. So I got to I got to go with them. I got to trust that, that that Tony's going to do the right thing and treat it properly. Um, I'm hoping he's going to do better than what Sinclair was doing with the fucking tape, tape library. He said he's going to give it to us all as fans. Sinclair, like they, they, their honor club was bullshit. Like we didn't get anything. Mm -hmm. We had like the last five years of Ring of Honor. You couldn't watch. Like you yourself, you're a big fan of 2006 Ring of Honor. You can watch any of that shit. You know what I mean? So it, hopefully, Tony Tony does well by the fans when it comes to that. Um, I do have. I, I've. This is going to segue into a rant that I have. Um, but uh, let's keep it positive for now. What do you have to say about the sale of Ring of Honor? I I absolutely love it. Um, everybody that has been, and I, you know, I've been not critical, but concerned with all the talent being signed by AEW. I feel better about that. Now there's going to be a place. 100%. This is going to yeah. be a great place for talent to, um, develop. You know what I mean? And, and it's kind of like back to the basics of ring of honor, which I really like. I love that. We got Brian Danielson and Christopher Daniels in a throwback match on, on dynamite, oh. which I thought was very well done. I think Tony's going to take good care of this. You know who I feel bad for at this point, though? If I'm Jonathan Gresham or Bandito, I'm going, well, fuck me then. I mean, <laughs> you but know what I mean? It's like, no, but, but I'd say it's like, they're, they're the guys that would have, should have put the, the, the best match on the card. Now they're like, <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> or I mean, they're like, well, I got, I got to outdo that. Fuck yeah, me. well, Gresham could probably but do someone, it, man. If someone's going to do it, it's going to be Gresham. But we're now living in a world where we might see a Jonathan Gresham versus the American Dragon down the line. You know what I mean? We're living in a world where we might see, you know, Brody King versus PCO for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? 
Well, no, PCO is not going to happen. He's in. Uh, he's he's signed with Impact. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like 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 these these things could happen, and um, I'm excited uh, to see where it can go. Here's my only. I'm, it's going to segue into a bit of a rant. I'm. I know you've seen. I mean, most people seen by now the little press press conference they did with Tony and CM Punk. Yeah. And Punk starts crying and shit. Fuck you, buddy. Um, to me, you showed how much you've. If I learned anything from the last episode of Ring of Honor, from Final Battle, is that you haven't given a fuck about Ring of Honor since CM Punk stopped working for Ring of Honor. So don't don't come here now and try to and try to act like it means anything to you because you proved at Final Battle that it fucking doesn't. So, so, so you're By what, sending in a video like everybody else did. Go fuck yourself. You watched the video just like I did. You had the same opinions. It wasn't great, but it wasn't great. But what has Brian Danielson done for Ring of Honor since he left Ring of Honor? Holy fuck, you're a fucking liar. You agreed with me when you watched that video. I, I, I'm not he, saying that it was a great... I, I think the video was yeah. shit, Mike. I do. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that sums up how he feels about Ring of Honor. I think that's a bit of a stretch. This what, is a guy who came video? back... In this, the fucking video! In the fucking video! He's like, well, it's not my ROH. It's not but it's, ROH, it's a different ROH, ROH show. That's not wrong. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Po- I get what anyway. you're saying. I get what you're saying. Okay, but get what I'm saying and let me say it. Shut your fucking mouth and let me say it. Oh, we're going to fight again this week. I can't wait because you're wrong again. How am I wrong? You can't judge how somebody feels by a half-assed video that he sent in. The guy came back and worked for Ring of Honor for free when he was in the WWE because they were fucked. See, see, and this is how it works here, ladies and gentlemen. If Tyler Wolf doesn't doesn't agree with your opinion, then you're fucking wrong. You're the one who's telling me to shut the fuck up because I don't agree with your opinion. I'm trying to talk to you. And I'm trying to to, to get you to let me fucking talk. I'm just giving my fucking opinion that he's a fucking... he only gives a shit about himself. He fucking proved that in that video. And then you go to this stupid fucking press conference where he's these fake fucking tears and he starts talking about how I'm relieved that Vince didn't buy it. I don't want Vince to own my shit. So it's not about fucking ROH. He doesn't give a shit that, that ROH has come back. He's glad that now he's going to get some fucking money coming back. Don't give me this shit. He doesn't give a fuck about Ring of Honor. What I'm saying is is that you can't... This is what I get from him. And what I'm trying to say is that I don't think that you can judge how a man feels about Ring of Honor from a video that was sent in at Final Battle. I thought the video was shit too. It could have been a lot better, but I thought 90% of those videos were pretty shit. I don't care about the video. I care what, what his demeanor and what he said in the video. And we agreed. This is why I'm pissed off at you right now, because you agreed with me that night. Like we were on the same page that night, last night. And now you come here on air say, say, saying the fucking opposite to make me look like an asshole. I'm not so being like an asshole. Don't, well, I don't think that you can judge his opinion on it. Punk said something, and I thought it sounded like a douchebag as well. It's not my Ring of Honor anymore. But it's true, though. Ring of Honor has evolved since Punk has left it. So Punk probably doesn't know a lot about current Ring of Honor or anything after he left. 
But without Ring of Honor, there would be no CM Punk. So I do think that he holds, I do think that he holds a very special place for Ring of Honor, but for the work that he did with Ring of Honor. Yeah, I, like, we're, we're on the same page of, of, of two different coins here, but I, we're saying the same thing, but I, uh, I just don't, you, you have him on a pedestal. I think he's, a, I, I, I think he's full of shit. But I don't have him on a pedestal. Big, I just this, don't this, agree this with your also, point. This, this is all, and that's fine. You don't have to agree with my point. You just have to fucking let me get it out. I don't agree with 92% of the bullshit you say on this show, but I at least let you fucking give you the chance to say it. Sometimes. There's there's a um, lot of shut the fuck ups so, coming out of you lately, you know. I have uh, to talk to you. Yeah. It's a podcast, you know. However, I can't however, just sit here I, and let you fucking ruin everything every week. I have to annoy you. Where I won't tell you to shut the fuck up, you, you've been teasing to me you have a rant. And I have I'm a rant. To hear. Yeah, and I'm interested to hear it because... <clears throat> I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't. I didn't watch Revolution. Um, however, what I read about it, I'm very interested to watch uh, uh, Revolution. I am going to watch it. Um, I'm hearing great things about it. I'm hearing it, it, it's a it's a pay per view of the year contender. I, I'm hearing I'm hearing great things. Yeah, from what I've I've watched about eighty uh, percent of it. I, I missed the first three matches, and I've now, watched hearing- the majority of the of the rest. I'm hearing the and a while I do have my reservations. I do have some of some issues with the MJFC and Bug storyline, just because I don't understand. I think we discussed this a couple of weeks ago. I just don't understand the whole thing of uh, MJF, the biggest bully in the world, talking about standing up for bullies. Like I don't yeah, understand because well, it was shit. all a swerve, um, right? Okay, okay. So, so again, I haven't been watching the product weekly, so of course I'm going to be a little lost. Yeah. That's so fine. basically, I'll just to fill you in real quick before I go on my rant. Okay. He cut this promo, yeah. bullies, blah blah blah. How Punk said that the day that you met me was just a Tuesday for me, but it was the biggest day of your life. MJF came back and told this big sob story about how he was bullied and never accepted, and that day meant something to him. And then Punk abandoned him and and made him not believe in things anymore. And and then Punk came out after he cut the promo and just without a microphone and just looked at him and went, is this real? Like, are you, are you lying to me right now? And then punk cut a really good promo the next week. MJF came out face to face. So punk could talk to him and MJF punk, you know, it's like, I I'm learning from my past and I want to make right by you. And he put his hand out to shake his hand. And then MJF gave him the hug and they did the Jericho spot from WrestleMania 19. And MJF right. kicked him right in the balls and they beat him and they yeah. bloodied punk up. This is part of my rant I, also. That for that. Oh, okay. I don't want to hear one more person, whether it's people I've, I've spoken to a couple of my good buddies uh, who I love talking to about wrestling. And I, I fought, not fought with them, but we, we debated about this punk and uh, punk and MJF match. I don't want to hear one more person say that MJF should have won this match because he shouldn't have. And I'm going to tell you why no. here, okay? okay. No, okay. No, no, make, no, no, make your point first because I've got a whole I, thing. I don't, I don't have a point. I, I really don't. I'm just wondering if it's at this point if it's subjective. Like, it, like, like, because again, I haven't watched the match yet, so I don't know where the story make uh, what makes sense for the story. I just don't know. So right now, I'm just going to put my trust in you and say that you're probably right. Because we we usually agree on stuff like this when it mm-hmm. comes to, to what makes sense in wrestling, 
Um, so I, I'm going to trust that you're probably right on this. However, my question is to you, when, when people are saying MJO should have won, um, where's that, where do you think that's is coming from? Is it because MGF should have won or because Punk should have lost? It's because, because they people... Be, be, because, they, be, because they have put MGF on, uh, on this pedestal as the next big thing and they want and, and people don't understand that a loss doesn't mean you lose. Exactly. A loss okay. doesn't mean you lose. Now everyone's all pissed off. Oh, well... He lost to Jericho in the big well, blow-off yeah. match. My, and my my favorite my favorite thing to hear people say is like, "Oh, they buried him." Yeah, they let's they let's take him. a look, guys. Let's let's <laughs> go back in time a little bit here, okay? Let's take a look to where MJF was. And, oh, he lost to Moxley. Well, yeah, Moxley was the world champion, and he got a great run out of Moxley, and they had a great match, and Moxley beat him. Cool. Nothing wrong with that. It doesn't hurt you to lose to the world champion on pay per view. Let's look at the Jericho feud, right? Especially if Moxley's lost like twice in AEW. So I think he's okay, right? Let's take a look at the Jericho feud. If you look at where Jericho was on this card and where MJF was on this card, who do you think got the better of the Jericho feud? Jericho or MJF? 1,000% MJF. And, And you can't, this is what pisses me off. I just said a couple seconds ago, losing doesn't mean you lose. MJF, who did he lose to? One of the greatest wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling. Yes. Not, not you know, one of the greatest cruiserweights in WCW. Not one of the greatest intercontinental champions in WWE. One of the greatest wrestlers that have has ever wrestled. Who, by and the so way, he pinned on TV. It made him submit also in that feud. Yeah, now, exactly. let's get into the CM Punk feud. MJF is by far the number one heel in AEW. It's not even close, not even close with anybody else. He's one of the top heels in professional wrestling right now. Whether or not you agree with how he delivers his stuff is a different story, but the heat that this guy gets is legit. And it's not cool person heat. It is actual, I hate you heat. It's not X-Pac heat. It's I want to see you get your ass kicked heat. That is the right kind of heat. Right, and that's the kind of heat that should go on a on a dude that walks around giving fingers to fucking six year olds. You know what I mean? The fact that people were like, you know, why should they be cheering him? Why they shouldn't be? They should hate this fucker. And they do. So you're and he's doing his exactly. job now. If you look at this punk yeah. feud, MJF has gotten the better of Punk almost at every turn of this feud. He's beat him on the microphone. Every time that they were in six-man tag matches, Punk could never get his hands on him. He gave Punk his first loss in AEW, and he beat him twice in that match as a heel. It got to a point with that angle we talked about with the fake tears and the kick in the balls, and he bloodied Punk up. Guess what, guys? This is called a blow-off match. Guess what happens in blow-off matches? The heels get the shit kicked out of them. Now, if you look at Punk and MJF, Punk looked a hell of a lot worse after this match was over. He had thumbtacks in him. His face was a bloody mess. He had welts on him from the chain. He was a mess. MJF lost this match because Wardload came out and didn't give him the ring that was, you know, his ring that he hits people with, right? And then when Punk hit him, Wardlow was like, oh, there's the ring and gave it to Punk. And Punk hit MJF with the ring and beat him. 
Where does MJF go now? He has a built-in program with Wardlow. He has an excuse Mm -hmm. as to why he lost to Punk, so he's protected, and he can play that heel card. And we got to see him get his ass beat because that's what's supposed to happen in wrestling. The heels are supposed to get heat and then get the shit kicked out of him, and that's what happened. CM Punk gets a win here. He has nothing set up for him now. Where does Punk go from here? Where would MJF go from here if he beat Punk? This loss actually makes MJF stronger. He's in a better place now than he was before this feud started. Folks, this is how professional wrestling works. And if you're not on board with it, turn the fucking TV off and go watch fucking uh, Love is Blind season two on Netflix because you don't know what you're talking about. This is how wrestling works. Okay. Not every person can win every single match. Not every person should be in the main event. It's not MJF's time to be in the main event right now. He's got a built-in program with Wardlow, who is one of the hottest rising stars in the company. It's like Batista and Triple H all over again. MJF does not need to win feuds because he is so fucking good at getting over. It doesn't matter. Now stop messaging me. Stop telling me that he should have beat Punk because he fucking shouldn't have. And do you know what proves it? The fact that next week, you guys are still going to be fucking liking MJF. And guess what? In two months from now, when he fucking loses to, to Wardlow, you're going to be still liking MJF. And in a year from now, when he fucking gets in that main event and he fucking loses, you're still going to like MJF. So you know what? You, you're going to be, you, you are going to be the ones to prove that we're right. That's pissed me because, off. Because no matter how much he loses, you're still going to like him. And that's the fucking it fires me um, up. There's no, the, there's no the need pro- for it. The problem is today's fan. Number one, they want instant gratification, which which which, which drives me nuts. They can't do the long burn anymore. Um, but also, they don't get psychology anymore. They don't get storytelling anymore. Oh, I like that guy. Make him win everything. Oh, it's wait. like all the people what, I was talking to friends of the show, Jonah, all the people that think Cesaro ruined his career in the WWE. The guy has been over like Rover for years, swings over championships. He's just not everybody's a main eventer. Mm. Well, I uh, I can't wait to see what happens with this fucking um, how much how much the AEW boys love that hook kid. Yeah. When when because when, when Hook does not become what they want him to become, <laughs> it's gonna be great, and I'm I gonna have a fun time watching it. It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Um, you got anything you want to talk about before we get to our WrestleMania uh, moment of the week? Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to talk about? Uh, do you want to really quick? Should we say what we're doing for the do list you, this do, week? Do, do you want to? Uh, it's in the title. They know. Yeah, uh, yeah. They clicked on it. Uh, Hopefully. Do you want to run? De- do you want to run down that Revolution card at all? No. Or? I don't want to run down. No, okay. I don't. What, care. what about sac- what about sacrifice? Do you want to run down, run, run? Anything you want to talk about sacrifice? I didn't get to see watch it. Watch sacrifice. Yeah, watch. I, I, I didn't, didn't see it. I didn't see it all. Um, I, I skimmed I through will, it a little bit. I will say, but I'm a bit disappointed. Uh, obviously, last week I called Jake something to win the exhibition championship. He didn't. He didn't win it. And then today he was released from the company. So I'm a. I'm a. Oh, it's not. He, he wasn't released. His contract ran out. Oh, okay. So he could be working on a handshake deal. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> hi. I got a run in from the wife here. What's up, wife? You want to come and podcast? Max, the dog is on my head. We got a whole family affair on Counted Out this week. Now, now we can't see any of it because of your backdrop, but it was really creepy. Victoria's face just, hi, Max. Oh, oh there's Max. Victoria on the podcast and Max, the dog. 
this, yeah, this would been... be great. This would be great without the bog, without the background, but because of the background, it looks really weird. I can imagine. Okay, let's get Max out of here. Good boy, Max. You go away now. He's been driving me nuts today since we got home. Um, what do you want to do? You want to do number what are we at? Number four for our WrestleMania moments? We are at number four. Are you ready? You you think that you and I get into it sometimes? You think that you get heat with me or I get heat with you? That's nothing compared to the heat we're gonna get with our listeners. For the first time, I and let's let's be before we announce this, let's be clear. You and I both actually agree on this, yes? One hundred percent. Like this is like it's like the, it was a, like it was like the easiest one we agreed on this whole time. Yeah, yeah. like this was not a fight. This was not, you know, this was not a WrestleMania eight where I, I had to fight to get it on. You and I both believe that this is a number four. Yes. Say it. Let's let, you let's do it. You rip the band-aid off. Or right, who's gentlemen? The, who's the heel of the show? Is it me now? I guess. <laughs> we we both know it's me and it's okay it's all right okay. you're the heel you say it i'll baby okay. face it this was all mike's I mean, idea everybody <laughs> i mean i mean i mean i i'm built more like gorilla so who knows <laughs> um yes ladies and gentlemen i'm ripping it off our number four the fourth best wrestlemania of all time is wrestlemania 17 yes now I'm, gonna give, I'm gonna give you all i'm gonna give you all a second I'm going to give you all a minute to uh, hug Tyler. Um, yeah, you know you're going to be on YouTube, right? Like, this is on YouTube. So, and I'm not editing this out. Um, yes, WrestleMania 17 by far is the number four WrestleMania of all time. And it's a great WrestleMania. It just means that there's so many more that have been better. Do you know what? I read, I read a list. Some, some dude in, like, it was like Cleveland.com or some shit um he made, sounds he about as something. credible as counted out seven.com yeah, yeah exactly he made uh a 50 best wrestling pay-per-views of all time and this was number one not just wrestlemania what? 50 best pay-per-views of all time and this was number one i'm sorry guys if i was doing the best even just wwe fuck all the others just WWE pay-per-views WrestleMania 17 might not even be in my 10. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, there's better SummerSlams in this WrestleMania for sure. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. Let's run so down a bit of the card here. Let's, uh, let, yeah, let's 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 get into it. Now that now that we've pissed people off, hopefully people are still listening. I know I know I know long-time listener uh, Matt Sukram has already turned it off, so it's okay. Uh, my um, favorite, my favorite angle going to this was Jericho and Regal just watching the piss you, in the teeth look, segment. That you face bring that up every time, yeah. Which, by the way, yeah. great debut for William Regal on the AEW pay per view. Which I I was confused by. I was on the understanding he just signed with Impact, so I, I was a little confused by that. Yeah, that was false uh, false information that was out there. He uh, mm-hmm. he is all elite, and it looks like they're going to pair him up to manage the team of Daniel Bryan and John Moxley. Uh, yes, please. Which I did see that that segment where he slapped them both in the face. Mm-hmm. I'm loving. I'm loving. It was that. awesome. Yeah, and I like what they're doing. Um. Yeah, this now we're not just because it's number number four doesn't mean we're gonna shit talk this pay per view. No, this is a great pay per view. It's there's a reason it's number four and not number seven. 
I mean, number four is still pretty fucking good. Not bad, right? Fourth, it just has number three better number, than it. Number four, number four out of 38. Remember yeah. that. Yeah. You know? Um, and it starts right off with uh, with one of my favorite Intercontinental Championship matches in WrestleMania history. Really? Yeah. It's a great match. Great story, like you said, and, and a great match. And two of the best men to... to open a show and do the best men to fight for a title like this. Uh, of course, I liked, his, I liked uh, Regal fighting for the European Championship better, um, like his runs he's had fighting for that championship. But this Intercontinental thing was great. And uh, their match, it's, it's not Jericho's best WrestleMania match, but it's definitely a great match. Yeah, it's a great way to start it off the card here, Jericho getting the win. Um, you know, fun little six man tag match, right? Sensor were really over at this time. So the hardcore first, title first, match I thought was really fun too. Um, this this will be probably be the only time I ever say anything nice about Bull Buchanan. I love me some I, Bull Buchanan because I because I like this match. Uh, and then the, the, hard, hard, the hardcore title match, yeah, that was uh, Kane, Raven, and Show, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, the, go the golf cart spot with Jimmy Corderas I thought was really good. Uh, the match that I think was the sleeper of the card was Eddie Guerrero versus Perry Saturn. I love this match. Let me tell you, so, let me tell you something. I remember when this, when, when WrestleMania 17 was happening, and I was pissed. I thought they were wasting Eddie. I kind of fallen off the test train at this time. I, I, um, I liked him in the beginning, and then I kind of fell off. And I wasn't a fan of, of Test by now. And I'm like, Eddie, Eddie Guerrero is gonna be like one of the best in WWE. What the fuck are they doing with, with going up against Tess? They're going to waste them. Fuck was I wrong. This match yeah. is great. This was a great Tess could go, man. Tess, he's, he's always like that underrated guy. You know what I mean? Like people don't credit him for being that good, but he, he had some great matches in the company. And then of course, like this match got added to the card a week before WrestleMania, Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. Like, hello. Thank you. You have a special spot in your heart for China and Ivory. I know that. Mm -hmm. I this was a great angle. Me, it took me a long time because I didn't like the um, the neck injury thing. I didn't. I mean, I thought it was I'm a great way to. Now. I thought it was a great way, to, and Ivory was the right person to do it with. You know what I mean? Because she got that. She made the most out of getting the heat for that. Yeah. Uh, the street fight was what it was. It was a McMahon street fight yeah. with uh, Zombie Linda. Yeah. Uh, of course, TLC. <laughs> TLC is one of the most famous matches of all time. And uh, this is the year where the Iron Sheik is finally going to make it to WrestleMania, as Bobby yes, Heenan let baby. us know. Man, I, I'm telling you right now, somebody said it on, on the internet, and I, I fully support this. WWE would be stupid to not have Iron Sheik do a run-in this year. Oh, it'd be so good. It, I, I mean, it would be, be amazing. So I don't know what I don't his know condition who would is like. remember it, but... Uh, and then, of course, the first of three matches between The Undertaker and Triple H. This was a fun little match. And then probably the and biggest... You know, can I say something that might be controversial? Yeah. This is this is my second favorite of the three. Mm -hmm. Me too. I like this more than the Hell in the South. Um, me too. I, I No, not the Hell in the South. No. Then, uh, or, 20... No, sorry. The, the other one. The other, the other one. Yeah, then 27. Right, hell in the South. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I said that wrong. The Hell in a Cell is my favorite, and but I like this one better than the other one. And then, of course, the main event, My Way Alone, puts us at the number four. 
<laughs> you know, that, that you can talk. You, we've talked about one match WrestleManias before, but this isn't even one match WrestleMania. This is a one promo package WrestleMania. This, this promo package is probably the greatest promo package in the history of WrestleMania. Like, let's be real. The build to this match actually wasn't very good involving Deborah. Like, no, thank no, you. We, but the music we just, video for it was this. fucking amazing. We discussed this a few weeks ago when I did my best road to WrestleManias. And yeah, I, I just, it couldn't go on my list because the build wasn't great. Then this, this, and I think most people are romanticized by this video. They remember the build being better because of this video. And yeah. that just and means somebody. The match was good. And that just, and that just means somebody in WWE did their job right. Yeah. Well, the WWE you know is always mean? known for putting on fantastic video packages. Like that's yeah. that's one of the but best things able, they do. But if you're able to make people forget about the shitty things and just remember that, some somebody should have got a raise there. You know what I mean? And it's a banger of a song. Love me some Limp Biscuit. Love it. Well, yeah, that's right, uh, what, do that's got, the, what do we got left, man? We got nothing left, man. It's time to roll into the list. Okay, I think th- I think this is gonna be fun, and there's no way we can get in a fight this week. No. Well, be- and I'll t- I mean, I'll, we no, could. No, no, no. I, I'll tell it, no, but I'll tell you why, because this one really is subjective. Um, and I'm I'm gonna kind of break out some uh, some criteria here. Yeah, tell us the criteria. So, so the list is these are the these are the seven best matches that were penciled in at some point to happen at WrestleMania, but for some reason did not. We'll think of a catchy way to, to write that for your list. <laughs> yeah, yeah I can't wait. The show. The, the yeah. best, I, I can't wait to do the artwork this week, Mike. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, so the criteria for this is at some point in time, it had to have been known that WWE wanted this match to happen, and then it didn't for some sort of reason. Um the other criteria to get on the list, though, because obviously there's a lot of these, a lot. Like, I, I, I thought of 15 just off the top of my head. Um, but to make the list, the match had to have at least been as good, of, if not better, than what happened. Oh, you, you want it to I mean? be better. Okay. Well, well, yeah. In order does that to mean that you play. like so? It's just for example, it's, it's it's something that I should be going. Fuck! I wish we got that. If I'm not, if I don't have that feeling, what uh, you know, reading about it or thinking about that match, then it probably didn't make the list. Okay, I'm interested to see. You then know? can we? The other, the other criteria, and it, it, this one, this one was hard, and I probably cheated a couple times, but I'm trying to look for confirmation. If I got confirmation that came from uh, from more than just Dave Meltzer, then it probably made the list. If I heard somebody on, uh, you know, the, the the Chris Van Bleak show talking about, oh, this was supposed to happen because he works in creative or because he was one of the wrestlers, you have a better chance of making my list than, it, oh, Dave Meltzer said. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair. Anyways, do you have any questions before we get going? No, I've got. Uh, I'm gonna save them as we go. So let's um, okay. let's kind of right. roll with this then. Hit me with your number seven. So we're, so we're starting straight off with a match that 
the reason it, it would have been a great match. Don't get me wrong. This would have been a phenomenal match. The only reason it's my number seven and not higher is because the match we got instead, I think is on par just as good. And because I am a fan, I, uh, I have to go with the, uh, the match that happened. We're going to WrestleMania 12 with Razor Ramon versus Goldust. Yeah, I'm okay with this. I, I think that uh, this match was definitely built up for for the right reasons for this, it, I think. No, this was made, this was supposed to happen. The, the backlot brawl was supposed to be Goldust and Razor. Um, Razor obviously was leaving. It, it, it started, he was going to leave the company. But before he left the company, though, what was it? He was suspended, right? Is that yeah, what happened? He was that suspended. was the storyline. I, I think he actually, Vince was pissed. I think he'd given his notice by this point. It was kind of like a punishment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he missed WrestleMania altogether. They put uh, the current president of the WWF, uh, Roddy Piper, in his place. And we got what we got, which is one of my guilty pleasure favorite WrestleMania matches of all time. Um now, that's probably because Roddy Piper is one of my favorite wrestlers ever. But I think everybody has to admit it was a fucking fun match. I love the backlop, bro. Um, what do you think we would have saw if we got Roddy? Or uh, Razor, sorry. I think they would have done a backlop, bro, minus the Bronco stuff. Yeah, I, I hope so. Well, the Bronco stuff... That only, only worked with Roddy. Because, yeah, That wouldn't have worked with Razor. Vince thought it was funny. Uh, I don't know. I mean, even at, by 1996, the OJ shit's already like two years old. So I, I don't know why Vince thought that shit was funny. But. That's funny shit. So moving on to my number six, this match, the reason it's six and not any any higher on the list, because it would have been a banger in the match. Oh, wait. Uh, um, sorry. Uh, it would have been a, a, an amazing match. But... The reason it's so low is because it wasn't the original plan. It was the backup plan. Okay. We're looking at a we're looking at a plan B here. So if somebody from this match had to back out or w- wasn't able to wrestle, this is the match that was going to happen. We're going to WrestleMania 19. Okay. Where Kurt Angle's health was not where it was exactly supposed to be. And if Kurt couldn't go forward with his match against Brock Lesnar, this man would have stepped in. We would have been getting Brock Lesnar versus Chris Benoit. Yeah. A year a year before his actual uh title shot. Yeah, this would have been an awesome match. These guys had a great TV match around this time period as well. Again though, another reason why it has to be my number six because would it have been any better than what we got? We got an amazing match between Kurt and Brock. Um so I it's kind of <laughs> you know, Kurt and Brock, Brock and, and, and Chris. <laughs> you know, I beggars I can't, can't be choosers on that one. Beggars can't be choosers on that the, one. The, the, the only thing on this one is Benoit was pretty much at 100% and Kurt was not. And you wouldn't have been able to tell by watching Kurt fight. No, no, you couldn't. Um, what, what are your opinions here? Um, um would, would you have rather than see this match? Is there a I mean, is, is there is there any little bit in you going? I wish we got this. I wish Kurt Angle did something else. Like what? What? what no. What, what do you have? No, I, I I'm happy that we got Brock and Kurt, uh, and I'm happy that Kurt got through the match without being paralyzed. Because I yeah. thought, you know, looking I'm, back on I'm it in glad, hindsight, I'm glad 
I'm glad Brock got through the match with a big Also, <laughs> this match was built beautifully. This match was everything that we just talked about, Austin Rock, and the poor build for it. This match was the exact opposite. This yeah. match was built beautifully. Um, one of my favorite WrestleMania builds. Great, and it, it, it had that big feel fight. It was a new special match. Their, their backgrounds collide with each other so perfectly. Like, I, I don't think that if Benoit would have stepped in from an in-ring standpoint, it would have been on par 100%, but it wouldn't, I don't think they would have put it in the main event spot. Yeah, you don't think so? No, I think I, they would have put, I think they would have put Austin Rock in that main event spot. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, moving on to my number five. We're moving on to a match that the reason it's at my number five is because the match that took place instead was far better in my opinion. Um, I don't think this match could have beat it. However, this match would have been the main event this year for sure. And it would have been 10,000 times better than the main event we got, which puts it at a decent part in the point in the list. We're going to WrestleMania 13. It's uh, it's Bret Hart versus the smileless Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I'm glad this made your list. Um, and I'm also glad this match didn't happen. But uh, this match just has I, to be talked about. I, I want, I've always been on the fence with this because Shawn and, Shawn and Bret's story has been such a polarizing one and such an interesting one that I would have been interested to see a second part of it. But on one hand, it would have been a much better main event than Sid versus Taker. On the other hand, I don't think it would have been as good by far as Brett versus Austin. I, so, I think Brett versus Austin is in the top five greatest wrestling matches of all time. And it is my favorite WrestleMania match of all time. Yeah. So, so I, I'm already biased, but we're talking about two of the greatest performers in the history of WrestleMania in Brett and Sean. But we also know where Sean was in his career. We also know where Sean was in his head. Um, where Sean was in, in, in 1997, I don't think we're getting the greatest WrestleMania main event. I don't, I don't think we're getting that. Um, would it have been better than WrestleMania 12? I think so. Yeah, I think that's I think, a more I, over. It's but, a great match, but it's, it's, it's romanticized I, I, a lot. 100%. I think it would have been a bit more violent. I think it would, because 97 was starting to get a little bit more edgier. I think it would have been more violent. I think it would have been, had been more bitter. It wouldn't have been this. Uh, I think Sean would have went in as, as, a, as a heel. Um, I know Sean wasn't a heel at WrestleMania 13. Uh, he did commentary that night, but they would have turned him heel, I think. I think. Um, it would have only made sense. If you guys ever listen to uh, Anthony and I show the classic match classroom, you all know how I feel about 1997 Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I hate it. I hate yes, everything we're, about yes, it. We're, we're talking about March, so WrestleMania uh, uh, Degeneration X hasn't happened yet. Still hated 97 Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I think actually, that. you know what? I will say after Shawn cut his promo on Brett the night after WrestleMania, America, love it or yeah. leave it. I think that was the that after that, that promo. That's where I hated Shawn Michaels. After that, up, up until up until WrestleMania 13, we were still getting 96 Shawn Michaels. Yeah, which we I was were. fine with. Uh, but after yeah, that promo, um, I, that's where Shawn I mean, I, started to annoy the hell out of me. I mean, shit! I I was still even buying like I even bought his losing my smile bullshit. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like I bought that in 97. 
because of who he was in 96 or I thought who I thought he was in 96. Um, I'm going to stick with uh, with Bret Hart a little bit, though. We're moving on to a match that I only read about about or read about, didn't read about, uh, listened about on a Bret Hart interview about uh, six months ago. Oh, I hope you're talking about it. The fuck out of me. We're going, listen, I know you love you a good battle royal, but in a perfect world. Good, I'm happy this is on your list. All right. In a perfect world at WrestleMania 2, we're getting Brett the Hitman Hart in a singles match against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. And holy fuck would I have loved to see this. Have you seen the house show matches from this time period? I have I have not. Apparently they, they, they tore it down at MSG in a in a house show. Boston Garden. Was it Boston? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they had a great match. Man, um, I wish we got this match. Uh I'm not saying the battle royal shouldn't have happened. I just I'm just thinking that Brett shouldn't have been in it. And, well, I mean uh, if you take like like that famous spot with Andre throwing Brett onto the anvil, it's a very famous WrestleMania spot. But like you yeah. could have done that with the Killer Bees, you know what I mean? You could have done that with anybody. Exactly. Like it didn't have to be Brett in the anvil. They didn't make that moment special. Um, I do know that Natalia has gone on record, or maybe it was uh, uh, Tyson told us in the interview. I can't remember that uh, Jim always looked back really fondly on that moment, though. I I gotta I gotta ask you a question about this. If Brett versus Steamboat happens at two. Do we talk as fondly about Steamboat and Savage at three? Yes. Yes, we do. Do you think so? Or do you think that they would have had a higher bar? Well, if you guys want to hear all about Steamboat and Savage, go on YouTube at the Class Match Classroom as that's up there right now. Um, I, I have an interesting take on that match, Steamboat and Savage. I think it is now... I'm not going to talk shit about this match. So please don't take it that way when I say this. As you shouldn't. I, I do think that this match is romanticized a lot more than than what it actually is. Um, wow. the, fir- the first half of this match is just, you know, like a, a very standard, very good wrestling match. The second half of this match is phenomenal with all the near falls and everything. Um, I do think that there are a lot better matches than this match. However, I do think that this match is the reason why we got a lot better matches in the future. This match, I think, so, changed the perception of how wrestling matches one, were put together. Okay. So even if you don't want to call it one of the, one of the greatest matches of WrestleMania history, it definitely is. You can't argue with me that it's the most influential. A million percent. Uh, I, and I okay. would probably put this in my top seven WrestleMania matches of all time. I Maybe that'll be my next list. Do I have another one WrestleMania season? I think so. Yes, you. Yes, you. Do. Okay, I'm gonna do my. Hard, I'm gonna do my personal top seven WrestleMania matches of all time. Just looking for a fight here. Oh, I've already. Um, I already hate my list. <laughs> I already hate my list. Fuck. Um, but uh, yeah, this. Um, Oh man, we're not even supposed to be talking about Savage and, and Steamboat, but you're you got me so perplexed. I I've never heard anybody tone it down the way you have. I'm not hating you for it. I'm just it just it's such a revered match. It's so good, uh, and uh, it is an amazing know, match. You know, Please don't don't you know, think I'm shitting people, on it. People like Chris Jericho will go and tell you that the reason he got into the business was this match. Yeah, well, you know, the influence. Him, you know, him and his buddies would would. would mimic this match in his backyard you know 
22 near falls. There's a point in this match where, uh, it, and I, I'll tell you the pinpoint of it, because I, I just studied the fuck out of this match. I watched the entire yeah. build for it. I watched the entire match. Um, when Steamboat jumps over the referee and hits that karate chop on Savage, this match kicks yeah. into a gear that nobody in North America had ever seen at that point. And it is such a good match. And, and, and again, it's not... I'm not saying that this is not a great match. I just think that there are better matches. I don't think it's one of the best matches of all time, but I think it's one of, I don't know. It is one of the best matches of all time, but it's like, I think it's more, I think it's a little bit overhyped as well. Does that make sense? Um, I mean, what, what you're saying is making sense. I just am having a hard time agreeing with you just because it is one of those matches that I, personally probably have romanticized with that said i probably haven't sat down and watched it in a good 10 years yeah it's been a while for me too and i and again the match is phenomenal i'm not saying it's not a phenomenal match speaking of phenomenal matches it would have been a mathematical impossibility for this one to not be phenomenal it just you put See, these I don't know if you're going to talk about AJ Styles or Scott Steiner here. <laughs> My number three is AJ Styles versus Scott Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> At TNA but Sacrifice you know that, 2007. Yeah, yeah, but, but, you know that, but you didn't know that was supposed to happen. <laughs> it was supposed to headline WrestleMania. Um, two of the greatest of all time. Two of the greatest that has ever wrestled. Um this match was talked about for probably almost a year before WrestleMania 22 happened. Okay. This was my number one. It was, it was penciled in. My, my top three are very. Yeah. I it's hard a time. hard list. Uh, yeah. Uh, in October, it was about October of 05 that they, they solidified this match. This is, this match is going to happen. And then the worst thing that could happen for anybody happened the very next month in November of 05. Um, I'm talking about WrestleMania 22, Shawn Michaels versus Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Yeah. This, could you imagine? This, this is a heartbreak. No fucking pun intended. Oh, that, that made me sick to make, I didn't even make mean to make that joke. That was gross. Um, But it is. It's heartbreaking to think of what could have been. This match would have been one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. And I have no doubt at all. Because even though Eddie was at the end of his life, he was still in the best shape of his fucking life. Unfortunately, that's why he died. Because his his body could not handle the shape he was in because of the, the, the abuse from the years before yeah he was he was in the best shape of his life he was doing the best matches of his life mm-hmm. he was on fucking top on top uh eddie Guerrero was one of the greatest wrestlers in the in the history of professional wrestling and, and i have no problem saying that and for him to go up against mr wrestlemania would have been phenomenal now yep. um Instead, we get H- we get HPK versus Six Man. Uh, I, 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 you know, <laughs> which is why it was very easy for me to put it in my top three because, and, and, and now that you say it was your number one, it easily could have been my number one. 
Yeah, uh, and I, I just think number, that's my, from I love Eddie so much. My top three are very interchangeable, very interchangeable. Um, I, I would not have any problem just flipping my – I wouldn't change my top three whatsoever, but I would flip them around. Uh, but Eddie, Eddie and Sean, there's not much more to say because – the only reason it didn't happen is because Eddie passed away. I, I mean, if Eddie didn't die, this match would have happened. And it's not like we got replaced with something, you know, if we were sitting here going, instead of facing Eddie, he fought, you know, anybody else. It still would have been hard because we've been like, yeah, but it's fucking Eddie. Yep. You know, even if he fought Benoit one-on-one in, in 06, I would have been like, okay. That would have been great, but it's fucking Eddie. Yep. No, it's hard. I'm, I'm with that's you. A, that, that, that's a really hard one. I'm with you on that one, man. Um, moving on, this one. Say what you would say. What you want to say of what it would have been in the ring because it would have. It wouldn't have been a classic. Uh, just like what we got wasn't exactly a classic, but it would have been the biggest spectacle in the history of WrestleMania, in my opinion. Um. And it just couldn't be because you were clashing the two biggest egos in the history of the company and nobody could decide what to do or who to go over. We're going to WrestleMania 18 and it's Steve Austin versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I think that uh, I think this is rightfully on that list. But again, what we got was pretty awesome. What we got was pretty awesome. Uh, that's why that's why it's not my number one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if you're if you're going to replace it, you know, I would have put Austin, Austin Hogan here and Austin Rock Hogan. Like, yeah, right, yeah, right it's, it. it's right there. You know what I mean? Um, I think Austin Hogan would have been the bigger spectacle, if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. Uh, and then he wouldn't have been wasted on Scott Hall at the show. <laughs> it would have been uh, interesting to see how Austin handled, because that crowd would have turned on Austin, too. You think so, eh? Oh, a thousand I, see, percent. I and I don't agree. I think I think they I think they would have been with Austin at that show. Toronto man. Toronto loves Steve Austin, man. They do. Toronto but... every every house show, every every show I ever went to where Steve was at in Toronto. I've never been dude, I have seen Slayer live. And the fans weren't as fucking loud as they were for fucking Steve Austin. I'm telling you, you know man, I, mean? I was in the building that night. There's no chance that Hulk Hogan was going to get booed against anybody. Yeah, it was. It was. It was it, the, it the most been, surreal it thing. Di- it would have been different. It would have been a lot different, I think. But egos prevailed, and like, like, what I don't get is why Hogan would do would, would do the job for Rock and not Austin. I don't understand that. Uh, was that? I don't think. I think Austin didn't want to work with Hogan. I don't think it had to do with Hogan not putting what, him over. What, what I've read was both men didn't want to didn't want to do the job. I heard Austin uh, had real a real problem with the NWO coming in. That very well could be it as well. Well, we are going to move eight years or ten years into the past, and we're sticking with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I had a feeling. I, I, I was wondering where this would be on your list. We're going number one, Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. Yeah. To me, this has to, to me this has to be number one. It really does. Yeah, you know, um, I I could move I because, could move my my Eddie and Sean to number two for this. Because Hogan and Flair, that was the match 
for years and years and years that people wanted to see. The top guy from the WWF versus the top guy from the NWA. The top guy from the WWF versus the top guy from WCW. You know, it was always going to be that. That's what people were dying to see for years. And then when they slowly started, when, when Bobby Heenan starts teasing in, bringing in the world champ, it, the, the, it's set. The table's being set slowly for months and months and months and months. And then they even put the championship on flair. You know what I mean? It's, it's being set. But if you believe the stories, I obviously, just with the rest of the things on this list, I don't know the full truth. But if you believe the stories, apparently they just they, they tested the, um, the matches out at house shows yeah, and they weren't draw. getting great uh, reviews. Yeah, they weren't and drawing. So they, they said, tested them it. in like Oakland and <laughs> they didn't pick the hottest markets you know, for it. No, right? they did one in they, MSG, though. I mean, you, what they should have done. It, I mean, it's not like we're in the territory days anymore. Go put a fucking show in Carolina. You want to yeah. see fucking you, you want to see a draw? You put Hogan and Flair in Carolina to see what happens. You and go I, put Hogan and Flair. In, you go put Hogan and Flair in Atlanta, in Florida. And when they, and when they did it too, like Flair was so new to the company, and there is a WWF bubble. A lot of people that are hardcore WWF fans don't know anything don't know outside of the WWF, so they didn't know who Flair yeah. was, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. think they would have given that a little time. I think you're onto something there. I can't argue it, Mike. I, I can't argue it as your number one. I don't. I don't think they worked hard enough for this. I just don't. I think they gave up too early on it. I agree. And what we and what we got and said. Listen, everybody knows my my love for WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, uh, yes, I've, we I've, do. I've, I've I've never been shy about it. Um, and as much as I love Randy versus um, versus Flair, and as much as my voice really, yours, and, and as much as I really like Ogan and Sid uh, for its stupid bad brilliance. Um, this match would have been better for WrestleMania. This match would have now. Don't this... like maybe I have to go and rebook something. I don't know what I do with Randy and Sid instead. But this maybe match put them is against what each other. Happened. Maybe, yeah. All right. If this match would have happened but... on WrestleMania, I might not have fought you to put on the list. <laughs> but this match is what should have happened. I gotta say, you did um, a pretty good I... job. Uh, it's about time. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, uh, <laughs> it's only been about a month. So it's only been about a month since I've liked one of your lists. So good job. You know, it's, you know, it's really funny. We were talking off ca- off camera a lot uh, about, hey man, we haven't fought in a while. We haven't, you know, it's we haven't, you know, we're due for a fight. Then we end up doing like three weeks in a row. <laughs> it's like all right, you, now, 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 we haven't not fought in a while. I think you legitimately have told me to shut the fuck up three weeks in a row now. I, <laughs> Quite, Which I can't. Quite, it's a I'm podcast. Sure. Sorry. I, sure. I, <laughs> um, I've only got um, a couple honorable other... mentions. Can I? Because I know people are screaming. Before we get into yours, yeah, I just want to bring up one because I because I feel like I have to justify it not being on my list. Okay. Do you, in your mind, because I feel like the listeners are going to give me shit. Do you, in your mind, feel that um, I made a mistake not having Taker versus Sting on my list? Um. Yeah, maybe. Because I, because I don't in my because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't believe it was ever truly penciled in. I don't That's think it was. I don't list. think it's ever been penciled I, in either. And, and there's there, there's rumors that it was, but I don't believe that. I've never seen proof 
I've never heard anybody that really knows what they're talking about say that, yeah, it was actually supposed to happen. So it's not on my list. That's fair. I've, I've heard a couple. I've heard that um, I heard Sting and Kurt Angle was rumored for WrestleMania 18. And I also heard really? Kurt, Kurt Angle and Mr. Perfect for WrestleMania 18. I heard those rumors before. Um, here's one. And I don't know if it was ever penciled in, but it was a missed opportunity. Let's go with that. Okay. Uh, WrestleMania 4. Savage and Steamboat should have rematched in that tournament. Oh, okay. They had um, um, they had Savage fight Butch Reed in the first round, with the winner of that match fighting the winner of Greg Valentine and Ricky Steamboat, and they put Valentine over. And a lot of people assumed that Steamboat was going to win, and they were going to we were going to get the rematch. Now, was that actually penciled in though? I don't know if they penciled in or not. Okay. So okay. I'm just going to put it out there. Because I heard a rumor before, it obviously didn't make the list. I heard a rumor that was uh, that something was penciled in that kind of poo-poos that one. Which and was Savage and Honky, right? Sat, no. Um, Hogan and DiBiase. Yeah, I heard that, and I heard Savage and Honky was supposed to be Mania 4. Um, I've got Triple H and Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 17. Yeah. I didn't know if that was ever actually penciled in. The rumor was obviously. that it was and that Sean showed up in no condition and got sent home. So I have something else from 17. Um, where did I fucking write it? Oh, uh, to, uh, apparently, again, rumors. This, this is why I didn't make the list is because this is a Dave Meltzer one. I don't know any. Dave Meltzer said this. Nobody else. Apparently, um, before they signed on with Taker, uh, Triple H's 17 opponent was supposed to be Mike Tyson. I heard Tyson, and I also heard Ray Lewis as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, from the Baltimore Ravens. Would have made a lot more sense for Tyson. Um, How about Sean versus Marty at either 8 or 9? They were both rumored, but Marty got fired. Again, I've I've never read knowing that it was actually supposed to happen, but it would have made so much sense at 8. I would have loved to see it happen at 8. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I that's what I heard that it was supposed to happen. I mean, those are kind of like I know there's been a lot of other ones, but those are the big ones. I, I think you covered all the I've important got a few. ones. I've got a few. I've got uh, again. This is another backup plan, like um, like Benoit and Lesnar was, but apparently, if uh, Andre couldn't make it to three, it would have been Paul Orndorff. I heard that as well. I heard that as well. Um. I've got WrestleMania 14. Uh, Cactus Jack versus Terry Funk was originally yeah, uh, exploding barbed wire deathmatch. Yeah, and then they had to change that. Um, bah, 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 where's my other one? This couldn't make the list because I think it, I personally think it's bullshit. But Angle himself. Uh, confirmed it on the Chris Van Leek show. And that's that at WrestleMania 20, it was supposed to be Kurt Angle versus Bret Hart. Yeah, I heard that as well. Now, I, ca- I call bullshit. WrestleMania 20, Bret Hart only had a stroke like a year prior. I think so that's bullshit I, as well. Kurt, Kurt's yeah, been known so to stretch I, the truth a little bit. Now, now, if I thought even for a second that that, w- that, that wasn't bullshit, that's on my list. Kurt Angle that's, versus Bret Hart is 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 one of the biggest dream matches in the history of professional wrestling. A thousand percent. Um, 
Now, we know this was uh, slated to happen. Uh, uh, WrestleMania 30, uh, uh, Punk versus Triple H. Yeah, yeah. This one, I know, was penciled in, and I, I, I have no idea why it didn't happen. And as a fan, and I believe you you got to agree with me, you wish this would happen. WrestleMania 31, Stardust versus Goldust. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. Why we didn't get that is a, that's a travesty. And the last one that I know of that, 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 that like I didn't do too much research on this, I just remembered a lot. Uh, the last one that I remembered was uh, just a couple of years ago, WrestleMania 37, or sorry, last year, uh, before he decided he couldn't wrestle. Uh, Triple H was supposed to take on AJ Styles. Ah, that'd been good. Yeah, that'd been really good. That, uh, that's you, all I got for animal. You go real old school. Um, WrestleMania six was originally supposed to be Hulk Hogan versus Zeus. I think I did read that, yeah. Uh, WrestleMania 7 was supposed to be Hulk Hogan versus Typhoon the Sheik. Because <laughs> he was they were going to turn him into the Iraqi sympathizer. I, I'm sorry, Typhoon the Sheik? Yeah, Tugboat. They were going to turn him into a Sheik. Like the Iron Sheik. And he was going to... Whoa, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, that was the rumor. that They really? were going to turn Tugboat I, I... heel on Hogan and have him become an Iraqi sympathizer. Um, I'm so glad they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, nine nine was Sean and Marty was the big one. Uh, I'm okay. trying to think. Of, I'm just trying to go off the fly here. Thirteen. I heard. I heard. Mankind Invader was rumored for thirteen. Uh, fifteen. Um, uh, fifteen. Way, I heard was a triple threat with Foley was penciled in at one point. Vader announced for Hall of Fame. By the way, fantastic um, stuff. About goddamn time. Yeah. Uh, let's. Although I am quick. upset that Taker's not going in solo, but I mean, I heard Vader's going in. I've heard the Steiner brothers are are going in as well. I heard. I heard that as well. So so let let's shoot here. Um, Vader. I made the joke, though it's not really a joke because I would mark out if that happened. I made the joke that Ethan Suppley, who played his son on Boy Meets World, should 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 induct uh, Vader. But in real world, um, Mick Foley. Yeah, there's two names that should yeah, induct Stan Vader. Hanson would be great too. Okay, let's say three names that should induct Vader. Stan Hanson would be great. I think Mick Foley will be the one that inducts him. Uh, and because Sting. it's not possible, Sting. Sting and uh, if Sting wasn't working for AEW, I yeah, would say Sting. I would say it, so but... too. Stinger, uh, yeah. come to the White yeah. Castle of Beer. Stinger, <laughs> play the game. Check that uh, out on Classroom Magic get... Classroom. That's so fun. Can, can we? Maybe Kevin Sullivan will do it. Oh, um, <laughs> um, the Steiners. Who inducts the Steiners? Braun Breaker. Oh, fuck yeah. That's a good one. I never thought of that. Which, I'll by the way, let me, let me tell you my fantasy booking on air because I told you this off air, what I would do with these guys. Uh, I think that Randy Orton, when he turns heel, which he should turn heel against Riddle, should reunite with Triple H in a managerial role and they should form a new version of evolution with Braun Breaker and Austin Theory. I think that that would be fantastic with Triple H playing the player role. You, you, you pitched that to me a couple days ago and I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah. I, like it I just wanted it on record somewhere that, uh, that I said this and it's not, you know, I just but, think it's a great idea. But instead, but instead of Triple H, I think it should be Mark Jindrak. <laughs> 
well, we don't have Mark Jendrick on the show next week, but we do have a special guest, and that is that uh, we are sure finally did. going to get to our interview with the Mountie Jacques Rougeau. I cannot wait for everybody to hear that one. Uh, we got a lot coming up in the next few weeks. We got uh, our two-year anniversary coming up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we might have a we might have a big guest on there. We might not, but we yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We will see where the we'll yeah. see where the cookies uh, but crumble. We do, but, but but we do have a lot of people uh, coming on the show in the next few weeks. Uh, every every couple of weeks, we'll probably have an interview or at least a guest host. A uh, lot of um, Tyler and I ha- uh, just did a lot of networking and talked to a lot of people at Bear Wrestling. In terms of a lot of people, kind of want to come on our show. Yeah. Uh, so so we're gonna take advantage of that. Now you're gonna get. A big taste of the Ontario indie scene right Absolutely. here on Counted Out over the over the next couple of months. Absolutely, and I I don't really have much more to say. I'm really looking forward. It's WrestleMania season. I'm looking forward for the interview next week, and uh, yeah. I'm just looking forward to everything. Our, man, professional wrestling is pretty awesome right now. Our number three all time WrestleMania next week. Uh, tune in for that. And then uh, I guess that's it, man. Uh, I'm glad you like my list. We can we might have started with a fight, but we're not ending with that. So that's that's something. That's right. And I think maybe yeah. take us home on that note then before we start fighting again. Before we start fighting again. Um on behalf of our good friend Rob, not Arabic, Arabic. Rob uh, Arabic, and, uh, we love you. <laughs> and uh everybody who was such a great support of us. You know what? On the behalf of the people and this is one of the proudest moments of my life the people who gave us the biggest pop i'll ever ever get in my life at barry wrestling how fucking cool was that yeah and we got a we got a we got a slightly the, above the, golf the, clap the i first, loved it the first no the bullshit the first time they were awesome the second time <laughs> okay the first time was great we got a big pop the first time i was so happy uh it was like domino pizza uh, fucking harry's fucking hairdressers counted out fucking loved it i was so happy so on behalf of you beautiful motherfuckers we have been counted out buy our t-shirts